many years of struggling with this and, you know, early on taking all kinds of medication and this, that, and the other thing. Back in October, I was able to cancel my appointment with the gastroenterologist. You know, your products have made, have made my life. They have improved the quality of my life so tremendously. I can't, I can't be grateful enough. So I want, please thank you all. And please, if you ever have a chance to, please thank Dr. Howard. Good health is just a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Call now and take the health challenge to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code CHICAGO. AM 1160. And now... It's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mock & Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mock & Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and protecting the rights of the broken and religiously oppressed. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, not-for-profit administration to religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to mauckbaker.com, that's maukbaker.com, or call us at 312 726 one two four three. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on the developments about faith and law. Our guest today is Ralph Rivera, a full-time lobbyist for Illinois Citizens for Life and for Illinois Family Institute. We're discussing recent changes in the pro-life landscape and what legislation you should be aware of in Springfield. Ralph, our discussion started about two weeks ago at the St. Patrick's Day Parade for... Uh, uh, Peter Roskam in Naperville, and we began to talk about politics, and our theme there was One Vote Matters. So I want to talk to you today for our listeners about how they can be participated or participating in the legislative process and how their vote really matters in terms of influencing legislation in Illinois. Now, your heart is for pro-life legislation. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and the landscape down in Springfield right now? I am uh, contracted to lobby for pro-life and pro-family. Uh, Illinois Family Institute does uh, a myriad of uh, issues, not just pro-life, but the, the homosexual agenda, uh, various types of things that we see. Uh, legalizing uh, drugs is one of the issues down there and so forth. And so um, those are the things that I deal with. I solely deal with the moral issues, the family issues, the uh, pro-life issues down there. They're very related, aren't they? I've seen the pro-life movement is the pro-family movement, is the religious freedom movement. They're they're all intricately related, aren't they? They are. Um, First of all, all of us who work in that field are there because of uh, religious faith. Uh, That's key. Although others can look at this Without religious faith, say that's a common sense approach or that shouldn't be, that's not good for society. That's why I'm down there. And um, so those are the, that's why I focus on those things. I mean, they, they're, they're 
people who need uh, used car dealers need lobbyists. That's wonderful. They need to have someone represent it. That's not my heart. I don't do that. I I've, I have six kids, and I've bought a lot of used cars, so I might want that lobbyist as well. That's right. Uh, but I don't support that lobbyist. You're right. Um, Ralph, it seems you're in Illinois, which is not a particularly conservative state. Is it a lonely job down in Springfield? Well, it's a tough job because uh, what we look at, the bottom line is, do I have 60 votes in the Illinois House is what you need to stop or pass a bill? Do I have uh, 30 votes in the Illinois Senate that I can stop or pass a bill? And the answer is, it's tight. It's, it's very tight. One vote can make the difference. So I'm w- always working toward that end. And most of the time, we're on defense. We're trying to stop our bad bills because our good bills aren't allowed to move. You say our good bills aren't allowed to move. I'm going, and I'm going into what some of those good bills might be. But what is the process and why are the good bills not allowed to move and you're on defense because the, obviously the bad bills are moving? Right. The leadership in both the House and the Senate decide where a bill that's introduced, what committee it goes to. And if it is sent to a bad committee, a bad committee meaning of let's say there are 11 members on that committee, we need six votes. That's the majority. If we only have three votes on that committee, that's a bad committee for us. And if that bill is sent there, we will not get it out of committee. Or additionally, the chairman of those committees have the power to subcommittee uh, a bill. Uh, I just got word yesterday that from a state representative at a pro-life bill, she said, our bill is being subcommittee. That means it's dead. It's being torpedoed in essence. That's correct. It, it will die a, a lingering death and never come before the, the that, House. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, well, there are a number of bills. I'm looking at the Family Institute Springfield 2016 update, and I see a number of bills to support and a number of bills to oppose. Um, we will get into those very shortly, but before we do that, um, if a person is interested in finding out more about these bills, where would they go to find out more about them? They should go to the website of uh, Illinois Family Institute. That's www.illinoisfamily.org. And on there, there's a myriad of articles and information. They can sign up for emails. They can find out who their legislator is so that they say, I want to contact my legislator. They can, and they said, but I don't know. They can get all of that information on the website. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Mauk and Baker. We're speaking with Ralph Rivera, lobbyist for the Illinois Family Institute and the Illinois Citizens for Life. Ralph, tell us about some of the bills. Uh, let's start with the good bills that we're having a hard time getting through. What are some of them before the legislature right now? There's one bill that would require that abortion clinics um, meet a certain standard for health and safety for the women who go there. Um, uh, Long history behind it, but essentially, abortion clinics are considered ambulatory surgical treatment centers. And in uh, in a settlement case years ago, they were given lower standards of health and safety regulations. So this bill would lift those standards back up to any other type of ambulatory surgical treatment center. So a person goes to an eye doctor, they have an outpatient surgery, 
That's an ambulatory surgical treatment center. They have a high standard for that patient in health and safety. But a woman goes for an abortion, she has a lower standard for health and safety for her. Why would that be? Because the real bottom line is when they talk about they want abortion to be um, rare, safe, and legal, they only want it to be legal. Safety is not an issue because it could infringe upon uh, the number of abortions that they want. That would actually seem to be anti-woman rather than pro-woman, would it not? That's correct. And yet, uh, and yet pro-life is the one that says that we should have protection for those women. And some would say, well, why would you think that way? Because we care about the women. There's been a number of cases around the country uh, where abortion clinics have been found to be absolutely um, abhorrent in terms of their medical practices. Is this addressing that kind of issue? That is. And that's not the case in Illinois right now. No. In fact, um, uh, some abortion clinics, uh, first of all, understand that uh, uh, Planned Parenthood abortion clinics, none of them are regulated under the state. So we would want that to be the case. At minimal, they should be regulated. They should have a, uh, the state should inspect them. Um, but other abortion clinics, some of them had not had, uh, since a couple of years ago, they were not, had any inspections for 13 or 19 years. That's incredible that, that you would be doing this and the state, the public health department would not come in and, and at least routinely inspect them. So that was uh, House Bill 6078, I believe, that was before. And is that up for a vote, or what's going on with that? That's in, um, I don't even think that was sent to committee yet. That We have three bills that we had. Two were sent to a bad committee. We're not, the, the chairman has said, I'm not having a hearing on that. So I'm not going to get a hearing on this bill. And then uh, what other uh, bills are you looking at that, that you're hopeful for but having a hard time with? I'm not hopeful. Okay, well, <laughs> we, we, that you're not hopeful for, but and having a hard time with. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we in, we the sponsor. When I say we, I mean we have to go to our pro-life and pro-family legislators. Say, would you sponsor this bill? And by the way, that's how it's done. Uh, pro-life comes to a sponsor and says, and we have the the uh, substance of the bill and say, would you sponsor a bill like this? And then they pick it up and they have to have it introduced, and then it goes to the committee. So we want to see this legislation always introduced, even if it doesn't go anywhere. So we have an opportunity to talk with legislators about why don't we have a bill that would protect women in giving them health and safety protection at abortion clinics. So we do these types of things, and we don't give up. We'll have them introduced so that we can look for that opportunity to have a, a hearing and let the, let the media know because they're there. Uh, and let the legislators know. Ralph, I'm hearing a long-term strategy. Pro-life is not something that happens over a couple years, is it? It's been a long-term fight, and there's been great progress. Is that right? That's correct. Oh, no, we've had victories, and we've had bills um, passed into law. We've had a a born-again live infant protection bill that was uh, done a number of years ago. So now and then we get a bill. We get just a piece of something, and we get it passed into law. I've heard in many uh, pro-life circles that there's great hope that the younger generation has a much deeper pro-life ethic and that there's much hope looking down the road. Would you agree with that? I do. I think anecdotally from what I see that the college students of today, um, 
majority are pro-life. Who in Illinois would you consider a pro-life legislator? Uh, Peter Breen, for instance, comes to mind. Uh, Representative Tom Morrison out in this area. Okay, he's Palatine. Yeah, you have um, uh, Representative Barb Wheeler. Uh, um, Well, I can go on and on. Uh, Crystal Lake, uh, Mary Flower, I think, might be one. Mary Flowers, uh, no, but I'm working on Mary. She's got a heart for four kids, and uh, I'm working on Mary. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about proposed legislation affecting issues of life and family in Illinois and what you can do about it. I'm Rich Baker of Mauk and Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. AM 1160. Dr. Nemec here talking about the Symphony of Health. Have you ever been to the Symphony? The conductor is the main reason why the music sounds so beautiful. He controls what instruments play and when. There are two reasons why music would not sound right. The conductor is off or one of the persons playing the instruments is off. The same goes for your health. The conductor is the mind, the brain, and the nervous system, and the instruments are the organs and glands. Let's say you have lung cancer. If you go to an oncologist, they do scans and biopsies of the lung, but they never consider that the autonomic nervous system is out of balance, causing not enough electrical energy to supply the lung tissue, thus opening the door to disease. Rarely is the disease area the cause. 95% of the time, it's the effect of wrong thoughts, emotions, and an imbalanced brain and nervous system. To find out more about how to be all that God created you to be, go to TotalHealthInstitute.com. Do you need to be healed today? At Total Health Institute, Dr. Keith and Lori Nemec have helped thousands of people restore their total health over the last 30 years with their inpatient and outpatient programs. Total Health Institute is an alternative and integrative healthcare medical facility. Isn't it time to heal your condition naturally, the God-designed way? Call 630-871-0000. Call today to reserve your complimentary phone consultation. Call today. That's 630-871-0000. And begin your journey back to total health. What's the high point of your day? Family? Work? Hobbies? Finally hitting the couch after the kids fall asleep? Isaiah 55 says God's ways are higher than our ways, and God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So let's set our minds on the things that are above and make encountering God the high point of our day. Join Pastor Ron Zappia of Harvest Bible Chapel, Naperville, each weekday from 10.30 to 11 a.m. right here on AM 1160 for High Point Ministries, where you'll hear a straightforward message from God's Word. AM 1160. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Ralph Rivera, a pro-life lobbyist working in the Illinois General Assembly in Springfield. Ralph, tell me a little bit, how did you get into lobbying? Uh, well, th- this is my 41st year, so it goes back a long time. And I started to get involved uh, before Roe v. Wade. I thought I heard something going on in New York, et cetera. States Roe were, v. Wade being the abortion decision in 1973, which legalized it throughout the U.S. Right. And before that, I started to hear about abortions being legalized in New York and other states. And I thought, boy, I, I, this was of heart for me. So I wanted to get involved with pro-life uh, before it happened in Illinois. And then, I, I, this was in 72. And then in 73, January 22nd, uh, Roe v. Wade came down. And then things changed rapidly. So I wanted to see if we could affect some change at the state capitol. 
Now, many uh, listeners may not know this, that prior to Roe v. Wade, Illinois was a very pro-life state. That's correct. We had a ban on abortions except life of the mother, and these were criminal penalties. And these would go against, of course, the abortionists. And I even remember after uh, Roe v. Wade that there was a provision in the law that said if Roe v. Wade is ever overturned, we will return to our previous stand with regard to abortion. That was the first bill I worked on and and the first pro-life bill, which was the Illinois Abortion Law of 1975. And in its preamble, it says... Exactly that. Yes, and, and uh, we no longer have that preamble, I'm afraid. I think we've lost that. Well, it's, it remains in the, in the law. Now, Ralph, in one of our conversations, and I've known you for years and been grateful for your work, you had mentioned that you meet personally with many of the legislators uh, on a regular basis uh, discussing these bills. Tell me a little bit about those experiences. All right. The... First of all, I want to say that uh, this is different in Springfield than it is in Washington. In Washington, uh, and I do hardly anything in Washington. I let the national guys do that. But um, it's hard to see a congressman. You know, you're going to see an aide or a staffer or something like that. But in Springfield, you'll see that legislator. Their doors are open. You know, I might wave to them and they'll say, sure, come on in. So we'll talk uh, uh, one-on-one quite a bit. And there are some who talk to me and say, Ralph, I'm, I'm really pro-life. I'm with you but uh, my district isn't, or they say something like that. And I think that's important for your listeners to know because have they, you know, have, has your listener, have the, your listeners, have they contacted their legislators? Because if they say, hey, listen, I'm pro-life, I want you to support pro-life legislation. If they get enough of that, then they start to think, well, maybe, maybe my district isn't so uh, pro-abortion. You know, that's an interesting thing. I am always struggling with the question, well, what can I do? What makes a difference? And what you're saying is that it really does make a difference that you contact your legislators and let them know your position. That's correct. Even even if they're of a uh, – oftentimes Democrats are not in favor of, of pro-life issues. Not all of them, certainly, but many of them are not, and the party is not. But even some of those, it would make a difference then. That's correct. In fact, what I've seen over all these years, and I've got – I'm right in front of me. I've got 20 official roll call votes in the Illinois House and the Illinois Senate where we won or lost on pro-life or pro-family by one vote. And one vote makes a difference. So go to that listener's legislator. That legislator may not be with us now, but with enough constant reminder, pressure, contact, they may give us a vote now and then, and that can make the difference. And that goes for pro-life legislators, too. They need to hear the support for encouragement, I would imagine. That's correct. Uh, legislators tell me, boy, I'm getting a lot of heat from so-and-so or some area of the district and so forth. And I've actually had legislators who've had college towns say, Ralph, can you get people to call me and say, I want you to support this bill or I want you to vote against this bill? Because in some areas, they're getting a lot from the uh, actually the professors, not the students, but right. the professors saying, why don't you, in fact, they'll talk to a legislator and say, why don't you support your district? Your district's pro-choice. And they say, no, it's not. And because, and then they'll say, Ralph, can you get your pro-life people to contact me? So I can say, oh, no, I got 100 contacts saying uh, vote pro-life. And, and, and the others, are there are only 30 that say the opposite. Um, 
Tell us how we go about the mechanics of contacting our legislators. It seems to be an arduous process to try to get a hold of them. It's a little easier now. In the old days, you used to um, maybe write a letter, and that was very important. But now with emails, legislators treat that the same as long as you give them your address because they want to know you're from their district uh, or contacting them. You don't necessarily have to talk to the legislator. You can talk with their um, assistants. But uh, you need to say, this is Mary Smith from Elk Grove Village, and uh, I want uh, Representative so-and-so to support, and then one of our pro-life bills, or to to vote no on uh, one of these anti-life bills. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker from the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're speaking with Ralph Rivera, a full-time lobbyist in Springfield, representing the pro-life, pro-family values for you and me. Ralph, let's talk about it. If I want to find out who my legislator is, if I want to find out what bills are out there, tell me again where I might go to do that. A good way is to go to the Illinois Family Institute website. That's www.illinoisfamily.org. And when you get to that website, there are a variety of things. There's articles that you can see. There's one on a bill that I'll talk about a little later. They just did an article on. But there's a place where you can find out who your legislator is a place to sign up for email so that they'll be giving you information on legislation as it comes up. There's a myriad of, of bills that are good and bad, so uh, not to be overwhelmed, you'll you'll get periodically some of the key bills that we're working on. And you're telling me as a good uh, citizen I should be contacting regularly my uh, legislator in terms of those bills and saying I'm in favor or against them. Is that right? right. Okay. You got to know what they are, obviously, before you can say you're for it or against it. You know, your story brings back something to me in terms of one vote matters. Uh, I'm thinking back into the uh, early 80s and my wife and one of her friends from church decided to go down to the mall in Oak Park. Now, Oak Park was a very uh, liberal area, but the issue of the ER, the federal ERA amendment to the U.S. Constitution was up and being voted on in the states. There were three states left. Any one of them could have changed it so that the ERA was actually passed. Um, and my wife went and gathered signatures and took them down to her legislator, a man named uh, Red Griffin at the time, And Red actually changed his mind, and he was the one vote needed for ERA to pass in Illinois. And so one vote really can make a difference. So my wife's actions actually had an effect on the nation, which has had an impact for the last 40 or 50 years since the ERA was not brought into effect. I note, by the way, that there is a current ERA bill before the Illinois, uh, let's see, Senate, Senate. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Every two years, it seems, they still introduce the federal ERA um, amendment. And this year it was introduced uh, in the Senate. Um, and so I don't know if it'll move anywhere. The Senate actually is a bad place for us. Uh, so they can pretty much move whatever they want. It's the House where we have more numbers and where it's very tight. And so that one vote makes a difference, or two votes, um, there, there are other bills before uh, the House right now, and we're talking about the Illinois House in Springfield. I'm looking at one uh, HB 5576, which has to do with uh, insurance. Tell me something about that. This bill is, has a whole host of bad things, but for the pro-life issue, 
it would require insurance companies in Illinois to pay for the over-the-counter, what they call contraceptives. But there are four, at least four, that are called contraceptives that are over-the-counter that are really abortifacient in nature, nature, which means that they would inhibit implantation of a, of a fertilized egg or an, um, uh, a new human life. And this is against many people's religious beliefs because we believe life begins at conception. So this would require insurance companies to pay for that. This gets into the issue of Hobby Lobby or Sisters of the Poor, uh, where they didn't want to pay for insurance that covered uh, contraceptives or uh, Hobby Lobby was specifically on those particular over-the-counter drugs. So this forces Illinois um, insurance companies, and therefore you and me, when we pay our premiums to subsidize this type of uh, abortifacient uh, drugs. I, I see a number of related type bills. Here's one, uh, SB, which would be Senate Bill 1564, eliminates rights of conscience for doctors. Similar kind of issue, isn't it? It is. Uh, this uh, In Illinois, we have a very good right of conscience law, and it protects medical personnel from doing things against their religious belief. This bill undermines that and says, and let me put this in the context of a pro-life doctor. The woman says, I'd like you to do abortions. He said, I don't do abortions. And she says, well, then tell me where I can get them. Give me a list of doctors where, uh, who will do abortions for me. That's participation. Nobody would want to do that. But this bill, um, it passed the Senate. As I told you, they can do a lot in the Senate. But it's been stalled in the House since last April. And they're only about two votes short of passage. Ralph, I see there's a number of other bills. I also see I'm running out of time. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, Ralph, of Citizens or Illinois Citizens for Life and Illinois Family Institute, for coming in today. How can people learn more about you and support your work? Um, you know, uh, I guess, uh, you know, Illinois Citizens for Life and Illinois Family PAC, they live on donations. And so that's important. That's what the lifeblood of, of these nonprofit groups. So, uh, you can look at the Illinois Family Institute's website. You can look at Illinois Citizens for Life's website. That's uh, icl-life.com. Thank you. Thank you. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. Or you can reach us at 312-726-1243. That's Malkin Baker, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you. Gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Greg Laurie, and you know what? I'm counting down the days till I'm cruising the Caribbean on the 2016 Storytellers Cruise. Don't miss this week of concerts and messages that I'll be sharing from God's Word. Hey, not to mention the relaxing thrill of enjoying the Caribbean islands. Come with me. We're going to have fun. Sail the high seas with Greg Laurie. To learn more, visit 1160hope.com keyword cruise today. This morning, your alarm went off, and the only thing that got you out of bed was the paycheck that you'll be getting at the end of the week. If that describes you, then it's time for a different career, a career that actually makes a difference. 
This is Dan Watts, Manager of Sales and Ministry Development at AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. If you're currently in the sales profession and everything in your being is telling you to make a change, then we need to talk. It's much easier going to work every day when you believe in what you're doing. If you'd like to learn more about the possibility of joining the AM 1160 sales team, go to salemmedia.com slash careers. We'd love to talk with you. If you're currently working in sales and you're encouraged by what you hear, on AM 